Hi everyone, welcome back to the MPPA Alumni Series. I'm your host, Radha Siraj. Working for a nonprofit organization is something a lot of people are interested in. It's fast-paced, you see the results usually right away. In today's episode, we will be speaking to Gaga and her experience working with CIFAR, a Canadian nonprofit global organization. She will talk to us about her experiences within this organization and how the MPPA contributed to her success so far. So, Gaga, I want to thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited to hear about your experiences today. Why don't we start with uh, your background and how about you tell the listeners what your background was coming into the program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So coming into the program, I had a bachelor's degree from the University of Waterloo, um, where I did a double major in English and economics in their arts and business program. Interesting. So were you in the MPPA program as a full-time student or part-time? Full-time. Full-time. Okay. And did you take part in any um, jobs on the side as a TA or GA or even worker positions while you were um, here? I did, actually. Um, That was one of the parts of the program that I really enjoyed. Um, So I worked as a TA um, for a couple of courses, one was statistics, which was an interesting experience, (laughs) and um, for Canadian politics. And I also worked as an RA for Professor Brian Evans. which was a really great experience and one that I really credit um, for helping me get the position that I have now. Yeah. And what have you been doing since you graduated from the MPPA program? So since then, I have been working at CIFAR. (laughs) Um, So I I feel like this is just a natural place where I can um, give my spiel about what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I work at CIFAR, which is the Canadian Institute for Advanced Research. Uh, where I work as an advisor for government and public policy. And so mostly my role entails um, providing public policy expertise um, for the work that we do. Um, CIFAR is an international research institution that's based in Canada. And the idea is that we want to be able to connect this fundamental scientific research with uh, government and public public policy and find opportunities for how science can inform policymaking. So I help bridge that gap and um, look for those opportunities. And my role is also uh, managing our government relations, securing funding. We're a registered charity. So 70% of our funding comes from public sources. So a lot of my job is um, securing that funding from our government partners and maintaining relationships with the government partners that we have. That's great. So how would you say the MPPA program helped you with your career path? How were you led to where you are today, basically? So um, I mentioned Brian Evans and my work with him, and um, I really think that um, that was a really unique experience. And I was really lucky because when I applied for this position, they were actually looking for someone who had experience in policy innovation. Um, And I was actually doing research exactly in policy innovation (laughs) with Brian Evans. So I know that um, my manager at the time had mentioned like, yeah, this is exactly why we called you. So I know that I would not have had that experience um, without that RA position and without my work there. So um, I think that was 100% um, uh, something that I would credit for the program and being able to um, put to the MPPA program. Um, And I think just the program itself is very practically oriented and gives a lot of practical experience. And so I didn't spend a lot of time working in government um, as a public servant, as opposed to some of my peers who had longer career government on both the political and um, 
bureaucratic side. So they're much more experienced with how government works because they, they've lived that life much longer than I have. But I do feel like the practical experience that I got from the program has, um, it's allowed me to go toe to toe with some of those people to the best of my ability anyway. Um, so even though I don't have that um, practical hands-on experience from my own um, career, um, I, I definitely think that the program set me up with a lot of that knowledge and um, practical information. Mm -hmm. that, that's great. And I know you went into detail already about what uh, CIFAR actually does, but to make it clear, it is a nonprofit organization. Yes, ma'am. So, uh, would you be able to compare how working at a nonprofit versus profit or government uh, related field would be like? Maybe if you talk to your peers or if you have your own experiences? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't really have um, private sector experience. Um, I worked briefly in um, the public sector during my co-op and um, just a couple of volunteer experiences before the program itself. Um, but I'd say the nice thing about being at a charity is the flexibility. Um, and because we're so small, I see far as only about 50 people and we have so much flexibility. Um, it allows you to be creative and to pursue projects and things get done much more quickly, yeah. um, which I'm sure you will hear from some of the bureaucrats. Um, and I think the nice thing too, is that because we are um, a nonprofit, we still are obligated to be transparent and open about our processes, um, which um, I think is really, really valuable about the public sector as well. But um, there is a lot of red tape a lot of bureaucracy that comes with being in the public sector and it's nice that you get to sidestep that. I mean, if we have a partner who comes in and is like, hey, we really want to do this kind of project, here's money for it, we get to be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Uh -huh. And I guess uh, just like with the private sector any, or government, the transparency like you mentioned is always there, but also being accountable. Uh, yeah. I know there's some, some people have this, I wouldn't say anxiety, but they're unsure about nonprofits and they think, oh, is the transparency, accountability, is it all there? But now, like you mentioned, it's almost this exact same process in terms of being accountable, what you're doing. And like you said, you get a lot more work done as well, uh, even being in a smaller group and just working at a faster pace. Um, so what does your typical day at work look like? And can you compare it to maybe your uh, RA position? or how it was going from a student to going into this position? Um, so it's a weird, funny question to ask because I, I just go to meetings and <laughs> work at my desk. But um, compared to being a student and being an RA, um, I find that being a student, it requires a lot more of your own time management and um, you have to be a much more organized yourself. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, when you're working a nine to five, yeah. You, you have a desk <laughs> and um, it's much more structured, um, which isn't to say that I have um, a schedule or an itinerary, um, but it's it's very unglamorous. <laughs> I have a plant at my desk. Okay. <laughs> that's about it. So, Sometimes I water it. Okay, that's, that's great. Okay. So would you say that the MPPA program provided you with the skills that contributed to your career development so far? And can you list a few specific skills, if any? Um, yeah, absolutely. I already mentioned the, the practical knowledge of um, public policy um, and policy making and how useful that is for my job, um, especially as the, um, the resident, let's say, expert or person 
public policy person on board, it's my job to give that insight where my other colleagues might not have it. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it's my job really to think about the public policy process, what are some policy challenges and how that can inform our work. Mm -hmm. um, and I, it's also really important for us to be able to string, to think strategically and holistically. So um, some, that's just the way that policy analysts and policy advisors are trained to think. Um, and it's really important to think about the political landscape, for instance, or um, what sorts of stakeholders have a stake in this kind of challenge and what they might think. And so um, it's really important um, to think about those things, either as a politician from the political side or as a policymaker from the bureaucratic side. And it's, um, it's really my job to um, to look at things from that sort of lens where other people might not naturally think that way. So um, I'd say that's a really key skill um, that um, that is really valuable to a lot of people's work, but for my role in particular. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm relatively inexperienced in terms of like practical experience and experience in government. So, um, so I, I do think that the program, um, just because it's so uh, multifaceted and the faculty themselves are so experienced. Um, mm -hmm. I was really able to learn a lot from them and from the program as well coming into this role. So it wasn't as if I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. So you did mention the RA position, which is great. Did you take part in a co-op placement afterwards? I did. Um, I worked briefly at the Ministry of Education at the uh, Government of Ontario, at the Education Research and Evaluation Strategy Branch. Mm -hmm. So uh, their job was also research and policymaking oriented, funnily enough. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really lucky in that role because um, you'll find that people's co-op experiences will vary depending on where they end up just because um, the size and culture of each unit is so different and they vary across the government. Um, but for me, I was really lucky because um, one of my colleagues was going on uh, medical leave. Mm -hmm. And so they were just like, here you go. You get to do this really senior work that maybe I should not have been doing, but um, I'm really- <laughs> You got I'm to really jump right in. I got to jump right in and um, I'm really proud of the work that I did there. And it was such a unique experience. And I got to work on the uh, development of the Education Equity Action Plan, Amazing. which was in the news recently. And so it was just such a surreal experience to pull up CBC and be like, yo, I worked on that. That's um, amazing. Wow. So um, it was a great way to see how government works, see one ministry and how they work, and um, and just to be able to work on real policy development. It was a really valuable experience. Yeah. So did you find that the course material or the skills that you were being taught during school was exactly the same as what you needed. Did you take Janet's class um, with the yeah. briefing notes? Like, did you find yourself, oh my God, like I'm at, I'm doing my co-op, but I'm still in Janet's class doing briefing notes. Did you find any similarities like that? Um, in some ways, yes. Um, one thing that I really liked about the program is just how no nonsense it is and um, very practical. It's like, this is a briefing note. This is how you write one. and. Um, it helped me find my bearings in the workplace. So like, this is a logic model. And I'm like, okay, great, I can work my way through this. But in other ways, um, like I had no experience with education policy, for instance, and that was something that I had to learn on the ground. And um, my job itself was very varied. Um, so a lot of it was learning by doing, uh, which from what I hear is a very common experience in public policy in general. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, absolutely. I definitely credit Janet and um, uh, the work that I did there and being able to transfer and translate my class assignments to the workplace. And when I get a 50 page document, it's like, oh, I've seen something like this before. Oh, exactly. And did you also take part in uh, MRP? I did not. No, so you, you preferred the two, two courses. So what was your favorite course from the entire program, you would say? My favorite course was, um, I think it's Municipal Policy uh -huh. uh, with Duncan McClellan. I love uh, this. I took it last semester, it was amazing. Also with Duncan? Yes, so nice. Oh, it was the best. I, I just have a preference for Municipal Policy, I find, and city things. Um, yeah. And Toronto is such a, such an interesting place um, with really interesting um, policy challenges. And so um, Duncan in particular is so experienced and um, was able to bring in people from um, the Toronto community who were able to um, tell us about their experiences. And it was just, um, yeah, that's my favorite course. And I'm yeah. glad to hear he still has fans. <laughs> He's so amazing. I really like how professors bring people in the field to come talk to you. So it's yeah. not just theory, it's not just learning concept, it's like real world coming right into the class. Uh, you touched upon a few cool things that you learned from the program, but anything unique that you thought you learned that maybe other programs or maybe your undergrad didn't offer you? Um, well, definitely the um, policy innovation experience with Brian Evans. Um, um, I, I just, I constantly think I was really, really lucky to secure that position and um, the work itself was very um, research intensive and um, it gave me a lot of insight into policy innovation and um, and um, that knowledge was really important for some of the projects that I've worked on, but it also helped me build a lot of connections um, across Canada, even like mm -hmm. people at the um, government of Alberta, for instance, whom I've run across yeah. um, since my work then. It's like, hey, I know you. Um, so I think um, I was really lucky in that regard. Um, and I don't know that my <laughs> education was otherwise exceptional, but um, I think uh, um, I think it just goes to show um, how valuable your networks can be and um, the faculty as well, and to take advantage of opportunities as they come. Yeah, I think over the year at the program, uh, there's a lot of social events, so you have a lot of time to network and really uh, improve your connections. And I know during orientation, they were stressing networking and there's a lot of people like, oh my God, like networking is not my thing. But like over time, you get so used to it, it becomes second nature. So I, I really, I personally really like that. Um, what's something you wish you knew coming into the program that perhaps new students can keep in mind? What public policy is. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, probably a really embarrassing admission, but um, the, the program was recommended to me by a former professor just because um, my background was so varied and he, he was like, this is a perfect fit for you. Yeah. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Um, but I think I would have, if I had come in um, knowing more about public policy, what it was, um, I think I would have gone in knowing exactly what I wanted to get out of the program. Um, and I know for me, I came in thinking like, oh, this is something that I could be good at and um, a stepping stone to a job because um, that is really one of the strengths of the MPPA program. Um, but I think if I'd come in and been like, okay, this is these are the courses that I wanna take, this is what I wanna learn, I think, um, 
that would have it would have been a very different experience for me and i know i was um regretful i i know that a lot of my colleagues um in the program they came in either already with some kind of poli-sci or public policy experience or had already worked in the public sector and so they just seemed so knowledgeable to me i remember sitting in my classes and our discussions and they would just be pulling things <laughs> out of their asses and um and i was just like i know nothing I about any of this relate to that yeah mm -hmm. and i know that no one knows what public policy is that happens <laughs> when people ask me about my job when people ask me about my program i'm just like okay where i need to know what is this an elementary discussion <laughs> so, so I, I try not to be too hard on myself or others yeah yeah so that that's good advice for future students just to know your area of interest and do some research coming into the program so you can make the most out of it any other advice in terms of managing uh, course material or uh, trying out new things like being a TA or going for uh, research assistant positions, anything like that? Uh, do all those things, absolutely. Uh, um, I think also just um, try to enjoy the program and make friends. Um, I had a really, really great time with uh, my colleagues in the program and um, a lot of us are still friends to this day and I think um, you can really learn from one another and benefit from these connections. I mean, public policy is a really small world and these are people that you will be working alongside for the rest of your career, no matter where you end up. And um, I think it it's really in your best interest to get to know one another and um, and to make it a positive experience for yourself. and. Um, it's, yeah, I can't stress enough just how much it would help um, just having your peers um, on your side and you can learn from each other and each other's mistakes. And that's how you learn where all the jobs are, honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, see your see your colleagues not as um, competition, but as, as peers, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, so I've been hearing that advice since day one and it's so funny that like since orientation day to now when i'm interviewing all these people who've been through the program giving me or giving the listeners the same advice um and they also mentioned how their cohort was always the best that <laughs> my cohort was the best so it just goes to show how close you guys become throughout the year and also because it's a lot different than undergrad right the classes are smaller you're closer to the professors and i just really like how you can start your networking within your own class. I, I would find that made me really comfortable. Absolutely, and um, I think like networking doesn't have to be, um, and I know for me, um, it can it can feel a bit scummy um, to, or disingenuous, but um, I find that it comes really naturally with um, people who share interests with you. Like you just get excited and it's like, that is such a cool project. I want to hear more about that. And you'd be surprised just how naturally networking can come um, when you're genuinely interested in the work that you're doing. And um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it doesn't have to be that hard. Uh -huh. And did you find that the communication between students and professors was uh, very strong in terms of uh, it being efficient and that uh, professors being transparent with students or showing genuine concern? Oh, absolutely. Um, they, they were straight shooters, which I appreciated. Um, and for me, I was one of the students that was scrambling for a co-op um, when it came time for co-ops. And um, they were so helpful and so keen to help too. And they're like, don't worry, we got you. 
and um, they have so many um, connections of their own that they're happy to leverage um, and that did, it did come to that for some students and um, I know I'm very grateful for them and I was one of the unlucky few, maybe one of two people at the end of my co-op that didn't get extended. Oh. And so I had to do the traditional job hunting um, when the program ended. Um, and I know that they were all so helpful and um, they wanted, they asked me to stay, um, stay in touch with them and keep them in the loop. And they were happy to reach out to people um, if I needed any of those connections or those introductions. And so um, I really appreciate them for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they. I. I also found that they're very genuinely curious about your next steps, and they really want to help you, which is so great because you're doing the job on your own. Job searching is not fun. You're doing it on your own, but just to know that they're kind of like supporting you and they're like your cheerleaders in the back, it really helps. Yeah, is Janet listening? Because every time <laughs> I see Janet, Janet's like, "How's it going? Oh, really? What are you up to? I want to hear everything." It's like. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure if she's going to see this, but if she does, thank you so much, Janet. You really helped everyone. Oh, I love you, Janet. Every time I run into her, she's she's borderline nosy, but I love it. Yeah, I, I took her course um, literally first term, and her energy was unreal. And just going into her class, I was like this totally different person. It's like, okay, let's go. Like these three hours, going to work so hard, but it was so much fun. Definitely different from um, a lot of the other courses I've taken. Yeah, I don't think I have generated that much energy in my entire <laughs> lifetime that she has in a single lecture. It's so amazing. And I speak to everyone about Janet and they just all know and they just all remember her for her energy and excitement. It's just unforgettable. You really fall in love with this stuff. Um, yeah. So I kind of want to go back to your current position. Um, What's the most challenging thing about your job and can you tell us about a task or project you recently worked on that's really uh, sticking to you, like you're really, really proud of it? Um, I think one really challenging aspect of my job and um, some of the work that I've done is that it's very um, public facing um, compared to some of the other work that people tend to do and that um, other people in my organization tend to do. Um, it's very public facing and um, it's a lot of personality management. And I think that's probably the hardest part of any job really, um, not just mine, but um, so part of some of the work that I've done and um, again, really lucky to have had this experience is that CIFAR is the, um, leads the national artificial intelligence strategy for the government of Canada. And so a lot of my work has been looking at the public policy implications of artificial intelligence. And this is such a huge and emerging field, just not just in Canada, but around the world. And so many people are talking about this and given CIFAR's positioning within the AI uh, community and ecosystem, so many people come to us and, and um, it's always a challenge to be approached as an expert which I may or may not be, um, but to to think about how I'm going to speak about these issues, um, not just the way that I think about them, but also as a representative of my organization and also um, within the larger context of the strategy. And, um, and that comes into play as well um, for uh, my government relations work, for instance, and um, 
a lot of it is thinking about, okay, how am I going to make this pitch to this government in this political context with these personalities and these people and our relationships with them and how that can shift so quickly when you're looking at a different jurisdiction. So um, it's it's not very straightforward. I find it fun. It's it's part of the fun and the challenge and, um, and it's never the same. Um, but I think um, it it's never straightforward either. And um, I think um, I'd say that's really challenging, just always having to be mindful about your positioning and um, how things can seem politically or strategically. I, I really like that phrase that it's never the same. I think if you want to explain to someone what is policy, it's like always changing. It's going to keep you on your toes. It won't ever be boring. And I definitely feel like CPAR just sounds really interesting and a lot of listeners will be uh, looking into it after after this episode. Uh, can you tell me the final question? Uh, would you or your workplace uh, be interested in hosting co-op students in the future or do they already do that? Oh, we all, we have co-op students um, for sure. And I definitely would. I think very highly of public policy people in general and of the program and of its students. So um, I know that um, my manager who hired me actually is from the U of T program. And so we have a, a friendly rivalry going about <laughs> the two different programs. But um, so um, I've, I've always been a champion of the Ryerson program for sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> So Gaga, I want to thank you so much for your time. I'm sure listeners, especially me, are uh, super interested in your experiences and I definitely learned a lot about CIFAR. Um, I didn't know too much coming into this uh, discussion. No um, one does, don't worry. It sounds amazing. Uh, it looks really fun. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned a thing or two about what it's like to be working for a nonprofit organization. I would like to end the episode here. Until next time.